Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Oshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. In keeping with the study of David's life, we are picking back up in 2 Samuel chapter 11. And I'm going to read verse 1. This lesson does cover the entire chapter. But I'm just going to read verse 1 to you. And it says, In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David remained in Jerusalem. And the overall theme for today's lesson is chain reaction. And that's why I just started with verse one. Obviously, we'll talk through the rest of the chapter, but just wanted to see where things started off. First and foremost, David was supposed to be at war. It was springtime. This is the time when kings go to war. What better feeling could a soldier have than to turn to the side or to look ahead of him or look behind and see not just his captain, not just the general, but his king fighting beside him. I can think of a time when I was just starting to work uh, and it was one of my first jobs I worked at Schnook's grocery store as a bagger. And one of the things that they had me do quite often because I was pretty good at it was pushing carts up a hill (laughs) in the rain, in the snow, in the heat of summer. Didn't matter. Uh, I was out there doing it. And I can remember the first time that I saw the store's manager out there with me, took his jacket off. Sometimes he had it on. Wouldn't push a whole lot of carts, but he'd get three at a time or so and get a man that really just it invigorated me I was like man he thinks that what I'm doing is important enough to stop everything he's doing now this is the manager over the entire store so every single department every single segment was under his leadership he was out there pushing carts it's like man I, I, I can push a little harder I can get this going it just It just invigorates you. It gives you a a different feeling when you see your leader in the trenches with you. So this is the time that David was supposed to be at war with his men fighting for Israel. The whole Israelite army was out there, but their king remained at home in Jerusalem. That's where everything got started. So what happens? He's in bed one night sleeping gets out of bed decides to take a walk on the roof of the palace seemingly innocent enough but he's not supposed to be there he's supposed to be at war what happens when he gets out of bed and and why does he get out of bed in the first place i mean being a king is a very difficult task carries a lot of responsibility a lot of things his mind may have been on those things it may have been worried because 
his men were at war and he wondered what was going on with them knowing he was supposed to be there who knows bible doesn't say just says that he got up out of bed and he walked on the roof and what does he see when he's out there he sees Bathsheba beautiful Bathsheba taking a bath to purify herself Uh, it was the monthly ritual purification bathing that she was doing maybe David went out there because he knew that women took baths on the rooftop at nighttime. I mean, it was a perfect time. People were supposed to be asleep. So you should have privacy. They're on top of, or she at least is on top of the roof. Most houses are about the same height. So you're not going to necessarily see what's happening on top of the roof of someone else's house. Unless you're out there at nighttime when you're supposed to be in bed. Uh, David being in the palace uh, probably was higher than the other homes within the area and he could see so i don't know maybe he went out there to to get a look maybe he didn't bible doesn't say but he got an eyeful when he got out there and he was smitten so he sent his men to find out who is she and i don't know how far away she was but she was close enough for him to be able to see and be like man i got to get to know her so he sends his man out to go find her time elapsed still he's not where he's supposed to be they come back and report hey this is Bathsheba the wife of Uriah the Hittite and they was like go get her okay now she he knows at this point that she is the wife of a married man And he knows Uriah. Uriah is one of his men of valor. He's fought beside Uriah in the past. So it's not like he doesn't know to whom she belongs. But he decides, the man after God's own heart, that he's going to do something against God's command. And there was time that elapsed from that. So time for them to go find her. When they found her, He's like, go get her. He had time to say, you know what? I'm wrong. They went and get, got her, brought her back. He could have still said, you know what? I'm wrong. You going back home. Uh, what I was thinking is not pleasing to God. And, and I'm not going to do that. But he went ahead with the, the thoughts and the schemes that he concocted in his mind. And sin was conceived in a uh, literal sense uh, not figuratively uh, as they came together uh, yeah so but anyway 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 12 to 13 says so if you think you're standing firm be careful that you do not fall temptation has overtaken you except what is common or I should say no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man and God is faithful He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. David had many chances to endure it. He had many outs. When he found out who she was, he could have stopped. When he sent the people, 
he could have stopped. When they brought her back, he could have stopped. But he chose to continue on. He had his mind made up, and he did. And that started a whole nother chain of events. Because then she said, hey, I'm pregnant. So he's like, man, she's pregnant. Everybody knows that she's Uriah's wife. Everybody knows that Uriah's out at war. So uh, that that's just a, a not a good look for her. It's definitely not a good look for me. I need to cover it up now. Wrong answer. Just chain reaction. One thing after another thing after another thing. Just getting bigger and bigger and worse and worse. So now he's trying to cover up. Sends out. Uh, sends word to the battlefront to Joab his nephew says send Uriah back home Uriah comes home talks with him like hey tell me what's going on out in the battlefront how are you doing how's Joab doing how are the spirits of the men these are all things that he should know because he's supposed to be out there but he's not stay back in Jerusalem so he's asking Uriah all these things all of it is a diversion He's just trying to get the man home so that hopefully he'll go home and be with his wife and everything will be good. But Uriah is a good man. He is a man who looked to do what God said. He is a man who stood firmly when it came to the commands and the commission that he had. Instead of going home to be with his wife, as David said, go home, go home, wash your feet and, and relax. No, he stayed with the men at the gates and slept on the ground, made a little pallet, slept where the men slept outside. And David was like, you didn't go home? Talk to him. I was like, you, why didn't you go home? He's like, how can I go home when the ark of God, when my commander and the host of the Israelite troops are out at battle, at war. How can I go home and, and clean up and be with my wife when all those things are going on? Uh-uh, I have to stay ready for war and ready for what I've committed to. That's a good man. That's a man who knows what he signed up for and is about his business and is about the things of God. That throw monkey wrench in David's plans. Like, man, that, that's not good. Yet another out. He could have said, look, man, I messed up. I slept with your wife. She's pregnant with my child. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. But no, what does David do? He makes it even worse. He says, okay, I'm going to send you back out. But stay here for a day. Stays a couple days. David gets the man drunk so now not only are you sinning but you're causing this man who's doing his best to do the right thing to sin as well hoping that that will open the door where he'll stumble in the house not even know what happened whether he was or was not with his wife so that you can cover up your mess but wrong even in his drunken stupor he did not go home he stayed with the man and slept at the gates to the palace so in this chain reaction what does david do he doubles down and makes it worse now he sends word to his nephew joab the same man that he said to send 
Uriah back sent in Uriah's hand his own death sentence sealed the the document sent it with Uriah to give to Joab to say as you're fighting station Joab where it's worse and then back up and let the people do what they do and take Joab out I mean not Joab Uriah out and he did he did Uriah fell but Uriah wasn't the only one to fail others died too so now you've got your nephew doing your dirty work setting someone up to die and not only does he die but other innocent men who are out fighting on behalf of God and you as the king while you're in Jerusalem compounding things making it worse by adding on to the scene just a chain reaction staying at home going out at night sending uh finding out who Bathsheba is sending for her sending for Uriah setting him up to go home he won't go home getting him drunk he won't go home sending him off to be killed he's then killed and not only is he killed but other people are killed all these things happen from one thing David you were supposed to go out to war with your men and you stayed home when the word came back to David he then sent word back to Joab in uh, chapter, or I should say in verse 25 David told the messenger say to Joab don't let this upset you the sword devours one as well as another press the attack against the city and destroy it say this to encourage Joab end quote this is the message that he sent back to Joab so pretty much hey man it, you know it happens you're at war people die at war it's okay put your men over here you're gonna destroy the city be, be encouraged no no King David that's not the answer you've done damage now to Bathsheba because she loved her husband and he loved her you not only have broken her marital covenant impregnated her but now you've killed her husband those that loved Uriah those who fought beside Uriah are impacted they're damaged by David's deeds Joab is one of them that's impacted because he has to carry out the dirty deed he knows Uriah's valor and then the collateral damage of the others that died in that portion of the battle all because David wouldn't take the way out wouldn't stand up and say I'm wrong Lord forgive me and whoever else I've wronged forgive me for my wrong the chain reaction hasn't ended but we're going to put a pin in it until next week some of the key points that I'd like you to take away from today's lesson is one disobedient act can lead to many more so stop it as soon as you acknowledge that what you're doing is wrong you can't handle the temptation but don't worry God makes a way of escape when he makes that way of escape take it your sin can lead to damaging not just yourself but others as well 
don't think that what you're doing is just isolated and it doesn't impact anyone else. You never know what kind of chain reaction it may set off. Selah, pause, and think about this. I want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend about it. Go back and listen throughout the library to the other episodes that are out there. And we'll pick back up with chapter 12 next week if the Lord says the same as we continue to study the life of David. Until then, God bless and keep it together.